You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity, live from the Upper Room Studios. <laughs> I'm John Long here with my good friend and co-host, Christopher Tiny Sullivan. How's everybody doing? We got another great week of some wacky and wild news stories. There was so many news stories, we had to actually yeah. pare down because right. we had there was just way too much to talk about. Right, and for all the people who sent me news stories, if, if I didn't get yours this week, I'm sorry. But you had some stiff competition this week, so <laughs> we have enough material for two shows. Yeah, right. It's but we're just, not going to do two. We're not going to do two right. shows because we're lazy. <laughs> That's right. But we're just going to pull the cream of the crop. Right, the and, best of the best. This was voted on by a panel of experts, and we these few stories we have are the ones that are the we, the biggest. We had two odd news experts. That's right. Discuss this exactly. So I got a. I got an anti-influencer ice cream truck, <laughs> which I'm very proud to bring that story to the people. Yes. Um, along with a um, some lost Texas hikers who were afraid of a pig. So, a feral pig. So say, pig pigs can be scary. They can. Very Have you ever much seen so. uh, Amityville? No, I haven't. But I've seen the Arkansas football team. So <laughs> Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Shout out to Todd. Man, I have a hearse that got pulled over in the HOV lane. Okay. (laughs) But I want to start with this one. Kansas man who robbed a bank to escape his wife gets home confinement sentence. Okay. Now, we talked about this story originally, didn't we? It seems like we did way back when. It was Well, now, this was published June 14th, so it's not like a brand new story, but... I thought we like did a did a guy who robbed a bank and he said it was to get away from his wife. Maybe it was another guy who did maybe, some other crime to get away from his well, wife. Well, maybe he did that, but then maybe this is his sentencing finally yeah, came up right. or something. So this may be the same guy. This may be an update. We but, don't know if it's an update. I would say the punishment fits the crime. Sure. In this situation. Okay. But a Kansas man who robbed a bank last September and told police that he was hoping to get caught so he would get prison time and escape his wife... Okay. <laughs> was sentenced Tuesday to six months of home confinement oh. after pleading guilty, the Kansas City Star reported. All right. So, that's a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. Lawrence John Ripple took the guilty plea in January. He told the judge on Tuesday that he had heart surgery that left him depressed when he committed the bank robbery, the paper reported. His public defender told the court that Ripple had lived a law-abiding life and was in a stable relationship with his wife. He has four stepchildren, the report said. Mm. Four stepchildren? That may have a hand in him. Get a to little tough. Too. Right, yes. I don't know. Ripple handed a note to the bank teller in Kansas City demanding cash and warning that he had a gun. Ripple took the money, which was, he walked away with a whopping $2,924. Okay. And then he went to sit in the lobby where he told a guard that he was the guy that they were looking for. <laughs> so he didn't even try to get away. Like, he didn't go hit no. up the lottery right. stand. Yeah, he- or head to the casino, do whatever. He didn't right. go to a club anywhere. Right. He just went and sat in the lobby and was like, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'll be right here when the cops <laughs> yes. arrive. Officers arrived quickly. An FBI agent wrote in an affidavit that Ripple had earlier been arguing with his wife. He told investigators that he wrote the note in front of his wife telling her that he would rather be in jail then at home, and now he's going to be home for a long oh, time. Well, he's, he's, oh, man. <laughs> but do you think, I mean, well, I don't know. I was going to say, do you think it's like a Br'er Rabbit situation where he's like, oh, no, <laughs> yes. please don't let me stay at home, you know, or whatever? You know, if he had tried to get away with the money, right. I think you might be onto something and he's secretly a genius. Right. But seeing as that, he just sat there and waited True. to get arrested. True. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. 
And which that may have been why they went easy on him. Maybe he should have went and tried to spend almost three thousand (laughs) dollars as quickly as possible, and then he would have got some some hard serious jail time, state prison. Right? Yeah, you got to run. You got to make a run for it if they're going to put you in jail. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to take this. They're like you. You're not really a bank robber, right? Yeah, you just sat down and waited on us. You're just wanting three hots and a cut. (laughs) You're not a real criminal. The cops are all disappointed because they couldn't shoot somebody. Yes. <laughs> oh man, you're just sitting here. <laughs> the SWAT team, they get the call and they're like, bank robbery. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, they're and then fired they get up. that second call and they're like, uh, what? What do you mean you don't need us? This is a bank robbery. <laughs> right. They got all their bulletproof stuff on and, you know, that big truck. I was about to say, they all got their Punisher skulls like, yes. on their front of their vest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to go, boys. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dude's just like, nah, just trying to get away from my wife, y'all. <laughs> the cops are probably like, oh, I understand, man. I got it. I got yeah. it. I've been there before. I've never went as far as like robbing a bank, but right. I've I've been like, hey, it might just be better, you know, to just be out in the woods. Yeah, if I I'll just sit off walking right now, and <laughs> and I'll live the rest of my life in the woods. Yeah. I've been there before, like the whole like Bruce Banner. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Wandering from city to city. Exactly. <laughs> just helping people. I don't know that I would help anybody. <laughs> John John would be the Bruce Banner that goes city to city and like causes a lot of trouble. I think I would be the mysterious guy in the woods that there would be like rumors that I would kidnap people and everything, but I'm really not doing anything. Right. Just hanging out eating beans and whatever I could scavenge up to yeah. eat. Yeah, but there would always be people who were like, Oh yeah, don't go out old man long out there in this tent city, you know, he'll kill you. <laughs> but I'm really like a nice guy, I just like to read and be by myself and not have my wife get on to me all the time. So yeah. But you gotta have a way to pay that cell phone bill. That's true. That's gonna be That's tough to tough. exist without a smartphone. That's yeah. I don't know. I you think can I do, could it. do it. Yeah. Wouldn't Having be. existed prior to smartphones, then I, I I feel like I'm I'm pretty confident I could get by without one. Right. The world would just suffer not reading my <laughs> silly Facebook stuff. I, put oh, I was about to say. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that we would survive. That we'd yeah. be okay. Right. It would just not be. I, awesome? Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that to the rest of humanity because <laughs> right. I'm sure they all anxiously await everything I post in social media. So <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Really, if you want to know how important you are on social media, just go dark for a while and see if anybody ever sends you a message like, hey, man, you everything cool over there? You know? <laughs> yeah. I never get them whenever I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably like, God, I'm glad John's not putting crap up again. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Speaking of hikers, yes. since I was just talking about hiking. Perfect And segue. we need a segue. So let's, let's head right here. This comes from fox4news.com. Lost Texas hikers hide in tree from a feral pig, quote unquote feral pig. Well, now I've seen you know old Yeller and oh, yeah. feral pigs can they can be mean. Yes, how crazy! Did you watch? I watched old Yeller in school, like in second grade. I watched it in school. I yeah. watched it at home. I yeah. think I watched it again in third grade. <laughs> Here, I saw it several times when I was a kid. Here I am in second grade. Like my brother passed away and everything. Oh, no. You know, very emotional year for young John. <laughs> and then one day they're like, roll it. I think kids we're going to watch a movie. And I'm like, yes. And it's old yeller. And you're like, oh, man, I love this guy and his dog. You know, how wonderful. And then they end up, a spoiler alert for everybody. <laughs> yes. He ends up having to kill his dog. Man, I mean, you talk, I was boohooing in the classroom. It killed me. I mean, it was rough. It was right. rough. Anyway, I need to watch my, make my kids watch Old Yeller. Maybe I'll just kill their dog in front of them one day. <laughs> it's just sort of a rite of passage. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that and where the red fern grows and all that. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. So this comes out of San Antonio. Police officers in San Antonio were searching for two lost hikers at the end of July in the Government Canyon State Park after they had taken refuge in a tree from what they thought was a feral hog. It turned out to be nothing more than rumble strips on a nearby road. according to the texas parks and wildlife department the san antonio police department informed them of a 911 missing persons call coming from somewhere in the canyon around 11 30 p.m on friday the hiker had reported that an animal had been following her and growling so she climbed a tree for safety (laughs) park police officers searched her last reported location but were unable to locate her The officer reached out to the missing hiker on her cell phone to reassure help was on the way. 
She urged him to please hurry because an animal she believed to be a wild pig was nearby and growling. He informed her he would turn on his truck siren and ask her to listen. Smart on his part. Right. She was unable to hear his siren, so the officer told her to use her iPhone to send him her location by text message, which she did. Also smart. The officer then hiked to that location and found her and a male subject. Bad look for the male subject. Oh, no. In a tree. She warned the officer that the pig was still close by, and she had just heard it a few minutes before he arrived. Shortly after that, the officer heard a car drive over the rumble strips near the Gom Road and watched as the woman's body language immediately changed. (laughs) The officer asked if they believed the noise they just heard was a pig, and they both nodded. He explained it was only cars crossing the rumble strips on a nearby roadway. Oh, no. Embarrassed by the misperceived threat, the lost hikers were reassured by the officer that the unknown can be scary, and their reaction was surprisingly common. So, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, look. Uh, now, I'm only. I was only a Boy Scout second class, <laughs> so I don't want to pass too much judgment. But if you can't tell the difference between rumble strips and a feral pig, yeah. Then maybe hiking getting for you. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Especially out at eleven thirty PM, you know. Yeah, and T- turn it in before nightfall. And I have you know, I've heard feral pigs. Mm-hmm. I have heard rumble strips on the road. Right. While similar eh. and maybe a little I've never been driving over rumble strips and thought, Oh my goodness, there's <laughs> I want feral barbecue. Yeah. I want barbecue. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. That's rough. And for the dude that's with her. Who's <laughs> this like, is, okay, you exactly. had one job. This is what you got to do, guys. Like, okay, you get up in the tree, and I'll stay down here or whatever and protect us from this <laughs> yes. hog or whatever. <laughs> you don't get up in the tree with her. And especially if you're like, hey, that's rumble strips. I'm about to score some huge points with this girl. <laughs> yes. Like, don't worry. I'm going to save you. It's all right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you got to play this better, man. But at least she had her phone with her, unlike the girl that was hiking in Hawaii and was mm-hmm. following like spirit voices wherever <laughs> it led her. Yes. But uh <laughs> and was able to get some help. But you know, I would think at sooner or later you'd think, well, if there's a if there's a hog tracking a spot like hogs are, are just out there wandering around looking for you. Right. That it would get close enough that you could see it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I don't know what kind of terrain they were in. Maybe if it was like super grown up. Right. It'd be kind of unnerving. Yeah. But if you're out in the open, yeah. it's like, I need to see it before I start right. climbing a tree. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're going to you get know? kind of close to me before I go <laughs> up a tree. Yeah. But, oh, well, you know, some people aren't used to being in the woods. and You live, you learn. Yeah, everybody wants to get out and, and go hiking. You know, like I saw uh, somebody post on my Facebook. It was like, if everyone who said they went hiking on Tinder actually went hiking, all the trails would be filled <laughs> up in the world. Because yes. everybody loves to hike, but very few people actually get out and go hiking. Right. I was about to say, the hiking itself is, is not so great, but I like the, the scenic vistas yeah. and the campfire stories. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff I like about camping yeah. and hiking. And I hadn't been in probably like two years almost, so. Yeah, trudging along with 40 pounds on your back can get a little, you know, <laughs> it's not the most fun in the world sometimes. Yeah. But once you get in, you know, trail shape, back when I used to hike all mm-hmm. the time, it wasn't so bad. You could actually enjoy yourself. But now, like, you know, when Hudson and I went a few months ago, you know, I was just like, hey, I'm ready. Somebody kill me. Just <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> you know, anybody bring a gun along? Just put one right here between my eyeballs and let me die. Because I'm out of shape. But if I was in shape, I would probably enjoy it a lot more. If you have a good trail, it's not. I, I would recommend any any guy out there, get a kid that likes to ride on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. That is the perfect way to get oh, yeah. in shape for hiking yes. with a backpack on. Absolutely. But uh, there was this one trail. We went to see the big tree in mm-hmm. Bankhead National yeah. Forest, and the trail going out there is not an nope. official trail. Now, right. it's well marked because people travel a lot, but it's not kept up by the Forestry right. Service. I want to say there's like there's got to be 80 down trees that you got to climb yep. over. 
Mm-hmm. That trail kicked my butt, and right. that was that time I, I really was. I was right there with you. I was ready to die. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, hey man, I'm, just take me out, you know. But you go on the other trails, and it's not so bad. Yeah, especially up in the Bankhead mm-hmm. and Sipsy and all that, where people hike all the time. They're yeah. really great, well kept trails. Are all beat down. There, there. It's an easy hike mm-hmm. for the most part. But yeah, going to the tree can get a little <laughs> dicey, which I hadn't been there in a long time. But even back when I went, it was pretty dicey. So yeah, I yeah. tell you what, though, it'll get you some likes on Instagram. Oh yeah, oh yeah. People love those big tree pics. They do. They do. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, moving along here. Highway Patrol pulled over a hearse in the HOV lane. The driver pointed to the back and asked, he doesn't count? (laughs) (laughs) I like his moxie. I guess it's all in the terminology. Is it it two people or is it just two bodies? Because if it's just bodies, you got them on technicality, don't you? It's really what do you consider a person. Is a body still a person? Well, I mean... In my opinion, no, but that's just my opinion. Right. And I, I re, I re, people may feel differently. Well, I mean, yeah, some people may. You're yeah. right. But, yeah, I would, that's what I would run. Like, hey, are you saying dead Jim in the back is not a person? You know, like, he's got a family. <laughs> he had a home. Yeah. And then the uh, the officer's like, well, he had a family. That's he true. had a home. <laughs> like, hey, there's still two people traveling in the lane, buddy. Well, anyway, it says here, and this article comes from CNN, take note. Transporting a corpse does not qualify you for the carpool lane. <laughs> Nevada Highway Patrol Officer Travis Samaka was on Interstate 15 on Monday when he noticed someone driving solo in the HOV lane. He stopped the car, a Chrysler minivan, and was caught off guard by what the driver said. The driver informed me that he had someone who was deceased in the back of the vehicle. <laughs> so far, the most shocking thing about this story is that they have a body in the back of a Chrysler minivan. <laughs> I know. That's not a hearse. <laughs> <laughs> the trooper peered inside, and sure enough, it was equipped like a hearse with a rail and a gurney holding a deceased person. Okay. So this was a... Probably this was a fancy yeah. hearse. This wasn't a traditional hearse. <laughs> they were going to pick him up. It's like it's not like the funeral one, you know, right. where you roll out the real hearse. This uh-huh. is like a hey, we got a he died down to nursing home. You need to go pick him up. And FedEx doesn't do this yet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon will be doing it by drone before too long. Yes. The driver asked, so he doesn't count in the back. Samaka said he got a good chuckle out of it, but he informed the driver that no deceased people do not count. He let the driver off with a warning. That's it just good. <laughs> good. That's what I would have done too. Yeah. It just threw me off. That was one of the more interesting responses I've gotten, Samaka said. To drive in the HOV lane, there needs to be more than one living occupant in the vehicle. <laughs> Mannequins and pets don't count. Okay. So <laughs> I would have been like, show me where it says that in the law. <laughs> Yeah. You just made that up. Yeah, you just made that up. It doesn't say living. I know it doesn't say living. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I mean, I think if uh if you had got a ticket you just take it to court, oh, yeah. and this is the test case. That's right. And then we're going to fake. We're right. going to find out now. We're going to let the judge rule on this, <laughs> and then we can all go through our appeals. Right. Who knows? Maybe we'll get up to the Supreme Court. I don't remember the state Supreme Court. Where I was going, or really even who I was with, but one time I was going to like a concert or something, and we were around some big city that had a carpool lane. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from Fed, Alabama. I don't know anything about it. So I'm just in the carpool lane, just like <laughs> smoking. Pat, like, what are all these other idiots doing over here? And then I saw a big sign. It was like carpool lane. And I was like, well, do I merge now? Because I've been riding for like two or three miles already. And so I just rolled on in the carpool lane. Of course, I never got pulled over. Right. Um, but yeah, I was just like, wow, this is, this is really nice. Why is nobody driving over here? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that there was a... It seems like there's some of them where they have a carpool lane, but it's only during certain yeah, hours of the day, like like peak traffic time. Yeah, so if you're like, you know, if it's on the weekend, yeah, you're, you're just fine. good to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense. I wish we could kind of do that in Tuscaloosa. You mm-hmm. know, just throw in a car. They're already working saying, on roads. We don't have enough lanes for that. <laughs> no, we need to add a few. That's what I'm saying. Well, we're working on it. Yeah, I'm not seeing the oh. army of orange barrels oh, downtown. Yes. Yeah, we're. We're road construction central. Bad time to have a business downtown. Yeah, right. I'm glad mine went out before all of this because this definitely would <laughs> have put it been, out. You wasn't already shut down. This would have been right. the nail in the coffin that did it. Now, I will say the Fruita Bowl 
Cole's place, they were like, hey, guys, we got to close because of all the construction. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, no, go shop at Fruit Bowls. And they're like, oh, surprise, we're going to stay open now, you know? <laughs> Sight. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, that's a really good idea, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've got everybody coming back down here. So. Have you ever had a Fruit Bowl? No, no. I've never had a Fruit Bowl. Me either. Seems, it just seems kind of like a hipster thing. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, I don't know. I was in the smoothie business for a short period of time, had a smoothie shop. People right. don't know that. And you got to sell a lot of smoothies to pay your rent. I would think you got to sell a lot of bowls of fruit to pay your rent too. So, or you just charge seven dollars for a bowl of fruit, right? But still, even at seven dollars, you got to kick them out. You know, and how many people are coming to get bowls of fruit in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I know somebody we could ask. Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not down in their business or anything. I'm just, I'm just trying to think practically. Right. Of course, I'm the dude who has a restaurant that didn't last, so maybe I'm not the guy who needs to worry about any of that. (laughs) Maybe. Okay, so let's move on to another dead body here. Okay. Alligators surround a body in Florida Lake, police say. A badly decomposed body was found near the shore of a Florida lake, and witnesses said alligators could be to blame, the Tampa Bay Times reported. The body was found in the mangroves near the shore of Lake Magri in St. Petersburg on Thursday morning. According to a news release, St. Petersburg police officers said there were signs of alligator involvement, although due to the condition of the body, it's too soon to know the cause of death. Hmm. Witnesses say they saw alligators dragging the body through the water. Golly. It is badly decomposed, St. Petersburg Police Department spokeswoman Yolanda Fernandez said. That's giving somebody night terrors. Yeah. We're unable to tell anything about it, gender or race or anything. There is no way we can tell when the gators became involved. St. Petersburg resident Otis Crawford and his partner Patricia Kays said they found the body at about 8 a.m., the Times reported, and they said it was surrounded by 10 gators, the newspaper said. I saw an alligator take a chunk out of the body, throw it up in the air, catch it, and eat it, said Kays. Okay, you're just putting on (laughs) She said... Hold on, gators, they don't play with their food like that before they eat it, do they? No, but it's like uh, Jurassic Park, man. (laughs) They don't have hands, right? Right. you got to get that arm positioned right to go down the gullet, you know? But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen killer whales, you know, toss seals around in the air before they eat them. Yes, but they are mammals. I didn't (laughs) think gators did that. (laughs) But she put she had to go back to her car after that. She couldn't watch anymore. Like that was a straw <laughs> that yes. broke the back. Like I'm good with a decomposed yeah. body and, just and gators, gators nibbling on it, and but, dragging it through the swamp. Right. But when they, when they start tossing it up in the air and putting on a show, she's like, okay, that's enough. She said that's when they called the police, and the investigation is ongoing. So right. trying to figure out why the guy died or mm-hmm. girl. We don't know gender. Why the person died. I don't want to assume this dead body's gender. Right. But so, like, you know, we discussed, and whoever killed this person is like, yes. You know, like, <laughs> This is going go Gator, great. Go. Yeah, go Gators. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could have been the Gators that killed him. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we don't know. You know, I was reading um, some discussion about this on a separate website, and they were talking about the difference between Gators in Louisiana and Gators in Florida. Okay. And then they said that Florida Gators are a little more aggressive because in Louisiana, they kill them. They're like, those gators know that their two-legged, you know, <laughs> friends on the shore will kill them and eat them and make boots out of them and hat bands and everything else. Gumbo. And they're like, in Florida, people, like, feed them in their backyard and, you know, because all these Yankees move down here and stuff. So, right. So they're a little more aggressive around people than they are in Louisiana. So I don't that's know. That's interesting. That's, that's believable. Yeah. We're getting more and more gators up this way, too. We are. That's yeah. true. So maybe we'll find out one day. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We need to get the, uh, what was that, TLC show or History Channel? History or Channel, Swamp People. Swamp People. We need to get <laughs> yes. them on the case, you know. Chewed them, chewed them. Yeah, get Troy. <laughs> chewed them. Chewed them. <laughs> All right. Man, we got a, we're talking about a lot of crime stories Yeah. In, in this episode, and we're going to continue that trend right here. Woman falsely reported that her husband killed her, police say. Okay. That's, that's tough. <laughs> I, that's, I mean... Wow. This comes from Utah. Was this the same guy who robbed the bank to get away from her? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) 
A woman who allegedly thought her husband was cheating on her was arrested Tuesday after falsely reporting that her husband had killed her, police say. Rebecca Spring Nielsen, 44, of Bluffdale, was arrested for investigation of criminal mischief and making a false police report involving death. The unusual incident started at 2 a.m. Tuesday when a woman called 911 after receiving text messages from a person purporting to be Nielsen's husband, stating that he had shot his wife and he didn't know what to do. According to a Salt Lake County Jail report, the woman asked the man if he was serious, and he responded by text that he wasn't joking, the report stated. Oh. Police officers from Saratoga Springs, Harriman, and the Unified Police Department responded to the husband's Bluffdale home, surrounded it, and ordered the residents to come out. That's when Nielsen walked up to the officers on the scene. So this is the woman who's supposed to be dead. Of course. Now she's walking up to the officers. <laughs> Investigators trying to unravel what was going on learned that Nielsen and her husband had gotten into an argument several hours earlier because the husband was texting another woman. No. Uh, the report that'll states... That'll do it. If you had to get your wife mad. <laughs> you know? Nielsen allegedly smashed her husband's laptop then she took her husband's phone and she left. After leaving, Nielsen began sending texts to the woman that her husband had been texting, uh-huh. claiming to be her husband. And then that is when she allegedly told the woman, again, she's acting like her husband here in this scenario, that he had shot his wife. Oh, so yeah. she's, she's texting the mistress, right. hey, I just killed my I killed wife. Her. Now we can be together. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca claimed that she wanted to see how the woman would respond and that Rebecca wanted to see if the woman would be covering up the crime. Police say Nielsen and her husband have been married for about 10 months. Oh, (laughs) classic love. (laughs) 10 whole months. (laughs) Man. So, well, what's that whole saying, you know? Hell hath no fury <laughs> okay, like a woman yeah. scorned. Yeah. I had some different ones in mind. <laughs> well, I just think it's odd. Um, I don't know if it's odd, but I find it interesting that usually crazy people find each other really easily. <laughs> you know, do. Very rarely. I mean, it does happen. You got like a really super normal person hitched up with just an absolute nutso. Mm. You know, that's usually in the case of one of them's really rich and the other one's not. But, uh, but yeah, crazy people like we've been married for 10 months. I'm already texting other women. And now my wife is accusing me of murdering her via text. You think that's crazy people finding each other? Or do you think that's crazy people driving their other partner insane? I don't know. During the relationship. That's absolutely, that's an interesting (laughs) point to ponder. But I will say we have a mutual friend who was once married to what I would deem a super crazy person. Right. And he did not get, Driven crazy any more than <laughs> careful no, any more than <laughs> it was already a little crazy. I would not super crazy. Well, I would even say I wouldn't even say his um, hobbies would be. I would consider them crazy, right? Eccentric, maybe and perfect. Yeah, perfect. I'm with you, but not crazy. He's uh-huh. definitely not unstable in any way, and you know, does what he has to do to take care of his family and all that. You know, what everyone would look at him and go, he's a good guy. Yeah. Right. I will say after her, though, who's these eccentric hobbies, they got dialed up just a little. Well, she was sucking the life out of him, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he didn't have enough, like, time and energy because it was all going towards dealing with a crazy woman. Right, so, right. Um Anyway, so that's a little bit of inside. Like a lot of our listeners are like, "Well, I, I don't care. We leave it in there. We haven't used any names or anything." No, but yeah, I mean, I, that's one of the cases of what I would consider a pretty normal person and a, and a crazy person. He didn't go crazy. No, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he could have. That's what I say. Now, I mean. You don't talk about if I was in his shoes, we wouldn't be on this podcast because I would have murdered several people. You know, I mean, it would have been bad. I would have went completely off my rocker. So, uh, kudos to him. I was gonna say our uh, our podcast would be me going down to the mental hospital <laughs> like, every week, recording and, sit, and sitting across from you in a wheelchair <laughs> in like the activity room. I was thinking if we had like down at the jail and they have like one of those. Yeah, and I'm like talking on the phone through it. 
<laughs> and I have to tell you all the news stories right. because you, you, up, you don't ever, the news stories so I can read them. Because <laughs> you don't ever get any news That's or anything. Right. You don't know what's going on with the outside world. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome, though. That's not a bad concept. I was about to say, now that I think about it, yeah, maybe uh, maybe we should launch a. Should I just podcast? go to jail? I could probably find a reason to go to jail. <laughs> we don't need you to go to jail, but. You look like, like the kind of guy like you probably know some people in jail, don't you? I, yeah, I know a few. <laughs> I know. Well, there you go. Have I told you about the time my mom was on a grand jury and she had to inspect the jail in our hometown? Uh-uh. And said when she was going through, you know, grand jury's a pretty serious deal, you know. Uh, when she was going through it, everybody was like, hey, Miss Long, how's John? Hey, hey, Miss Long, <laughs> what's John up to these days? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to, like, you know, not be known or anything like that. <laughs> yes. And they're all like, hey, Miss Long, what's going on? Did yeah. she ask you about it? No, she just told me about it. Oh. It was like people I went to high school with and, you know, people because Dad's grocery store is right next yes. to the jail for yes. forever. Who knew her? Because she worked at Dad's grocery store for a long time, so... Yeah, I've always thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> You've got friends in low places. Yes. I, I mean, I I have friends all across the social strata. That's true. You know? And that's, and that's a good way to be. Yeah, man. I, I mean, and I consider them all friends. Right. Not all of them are close friends, but we're still friends. And, like, if I need to have somebody killed, I know the guy to call. <laughs> And get it done, you know? Like, if somebody ever harms me or my family, and I'm just right. like, hey, I'm in place this call. Because yep. we've always been friends, <laughs> and he would probably do it for me. So, and it, it's not that big a deal to him. No. Oh, yeah. No, he has no regard for even his own life, much less anyone else's. So, yeah. yeah it's good to have people like that on your team, I just say. Well, you definitely don't want them on the opposite side. No, exactly. You don't exactly. want to line up against them. No, not at all. <laughs> not of this dude who... Uh, no, I won't even get into stories about him. <laughs> so they may get back to him, and then that would be bad. So let's move on to our next story here. It comes from The Guardian, and the headline reads, We're anti-influencer. Ice cream truck makes Instagram stars pay double. Uh-oh. <laughs> which I'm 100% on board with this guy. I would like to shake his hand. <laughs> Customers at Joe Nishi's ice cream truck have increasingly had the same demand. Give us your ice cream for free. Mm. Uh-huh. CVT Soft Serve, a popular truck in Los Angeles, has started to receive weekly requests from self-proclaimed Instagram influencers who promise to post a photo of Nietzsche's ice cream if they don't have to pay. Nietzsche has always said no, but this week he found an unusual way to profit off of the influencers. He publicly told them to go away. (laughs) Nietzsche went viral after posting a sign that said influencers pay double, writing on Instagram that he would never give you free ice cream in exchange for a post. The image tagged hashtag influencers are gross (laughs) spread around the globe. (laughs) And now Nietzsche said his business is booming, attracting fans across Southern California who share his disdain of influencers. We're the anti-influencer influencers, he told The Guardian on Wednesday. He's actually became what he hates. Right. (laughs) It's weird, but I think it's really fun. I hope it inspires small businesses to hold their own and tell people to screw off. (laughs) Some brands and businesses now rely on Instagram stars to advertise their products and services, giving away free meals and hotel stays to people who positively post about their experience. The phenomenon has become so persuasive, or no, I'm sorry, so pervasive that some Instagrammers can easily scam companies. One Instagram influencer recently staged a surprise wedding engagement but he had actually sent an itinerary to marketers months prior. It's so trendy to be an influencer that some people have taken to pretending their content is sponsored when it's not. Wow, how low (laughs) down are these people? I know. Nietzsche understands the importance of promotion. He's a working actor in L.A. who started CBT Soft Serve in 2014 as a way to supplement his income. This is a money-making thing. I can't give away my ice cream for free, he said noting that he had paid for his first truck with his salary from shooting a commercial. They love using the word exposure. It's so ridiculous, he said. (laughs) But the frequency of requests began to escalate, and they became more uncomfortable as they started happening in person. 
Nietzsche said, the most painful thing for me is when they approach me at the truck. Never made sense to him. Are you out of your mind? He said, this is $4. But obviously they wouldn't be asking if people weren't saying yes. He is, uh, He's just on a campaign against it. But at the end of the article, it did say that he let the Guardian reporter try his ice cream for free. <laughs> so <laughs> he's not all against free promotion. Wait, are you sure? Because I think it said they made him pay for it. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. It said that's right. Oh, man. Yeah, they did make him pay like, for it. There's one celebrity story in there. Read that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> this is what I get for not proofreading. Okay, he said an assistant to a famous actor, a woman on a, woman on a television show who he declined to name, recently asked if he would donate ice cream to the cast and crew. In exchange, the offer, the actor offered to take a photo at his truck. His response was, As much as I'd love to do that, I don't think my kid's school accepts celebrity photos as a form of tuition payment. <laughs> <laughs> the assistant responded with a nasty and vaguely threatening message, he said, along the lines of, I should be careful with my words. This is a very small town. Oh, he did. Okay, well, first of all, it's not a small town. No. It's L.A. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would imagine the acting community, they try to act like, you know, that's why you see all the same people in the same movies, I guess, or something right. like that. Well, I think there is something You know, I know that. Harvey Weinstein, and I can get you banned from every movie or whatever. Right. Not that that's the name you need to try, but that's like the only <laughs> Hollywood producer name I know. Because he's, he's toxic now. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah, drop that yeah, name yeah no he, he did a lot of bad stuff with some houseplants, so... But I was listening to uh, an episode of Rhett and Link's Ear Biscuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever, are you familiar with Rhett and Link? I know Rhett and Link, but I didn't know they have a uh, – is it a podcast? They have a podcast. All I mean, right. they do They do a little bit of everything yeah. on Listen the to it after you listen to ours. That's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I know they make crazy commercials Yeah, I, I don't yeah. listen to every single episode, but I was listening to one where they were talking about – because they're trying to kind of break into the – I guess the, <laughs> the business or whatever. Yeah. They're wanting to do movies or whatever. Oh, or apparently they were at one time. Yeah. But they said that you, you go get an agent, and then this agent tries to get you in parties. And then when you get in parties, you meet influential people who yeah. you try to strike up deals with, and they put you in their movies or commercials or television right. shows or whatever. Yeah. But all of it is, when we're trying to say, like handshake agreements. Right. Like all this is done not in a business room. This yeah. is all done at parties. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so, what I imagine. That's how I kind of always imagined it working. Like, you would just go yeah. and be like, hey, Mr. Cruz, I, let me tell you how much I love Scientology, and let me pitch you my movie while right. I'm talking to you about mm-hmm. it, you know? And that's what I would imagine. Or here's my script. Check Which it out. sounds horribly inefficient to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it yeah. seems like there'd be better ways to do yes, that. Yes, I agree. But, you know, I guess that's how it works. But I guess it, get, it gets gross when... Mr. Celebrity, who's rich. You know, yeah, right. Won't you. even buy ice cream. And they're cream. wanting free $4 ice cream, not just for them, but for their for their entire crew. crew. Yeah. And, hey, if you don't give us this free ice cream, then now we're going to tell right. everybody not to shop at your truck yeah. and you'll go out of business. That's right. horrible. So Same. good for him for right. fighting back. When I have my restaurant, I would I would find, you know, like a really popular sorority girl or whatever and mm-hmm. send her a message and be like, hey, if you come and eat it, and just take a picture and put it on your Instagram, I'll feed you for free. Because it was good marketing for me to reach that group of people because she right. had like, you know, 4,000 friends and she's like super beautiful, like college girl who's never going to remember me. <laughs> but all the people who see that she's eating a rollerpoly are like, hey, let's go eat down there. So it, was, right. it, it can be an effective way to market. But when but you have nobody coming up to you and they're right. demanding free food yeah, and free whatever. Right. When people solicit you for free food, then that's when I, I would be like that dude. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to pick who I want to do this, not some person who just sent me a message over Instagram or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, we used to have a pizza place here in town called Bamabino Pizza. Oh, I remember Bamabino. Bamabino was a great pizza. Was, well, they got shut good. down basically because all the Greek, you know, fraternities and sororities like went on a boycott of them and quit ordering from them. So really? that's why they closed down. Yeah. What did they do that for? I don't remember what the deal was, but yeah. Hmm. So I would imagine that would be like an actor being like, hey, it's a very small town, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, here are the president of Kappa Alpha or whoever was like, hey, this is a small town, Bamabino Pizza. I, I'll ruin your life, you know. Yeah. And then the guy's like, yeah, whatever, dude, you know. And mm-hmm. he walks out. Then a little while later, he's like, hey, we're not getting delivery orders like we used to. So <laughs> maybe I made a bad choice here. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a Miss Bamabino Pizza, by the way. Hey, too, man. Bamabino's was was awesome. Really great pizza, yeah. Their logo had the 
elephant. Mm-hmm. It almost looked like, I mean, it wasn't Dumbo, but it was no, it's close. Side, yeah, like yeah. almost like Barnum and Bailey Circus right. logo sort yep. of. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a Bambino's T-shirt somewhere. I'm sure if I found <laughs> it, I couldn't fit into it anymore. Anyway, our next story here, and I've saved this one for last, or at least this is my last story. Florida man posing as an officer pulls over an off-duty sheriff's deputy. Oh, what a bad move. I mean. (laughs) What are the chances you get an off-duty deputy? I know. I mean, it kind of concerns me. I mean, if you've you've got the the fortitude to, you know, pretend to be an officer. Right. I mean, and but then you're going to take it one step further, and you're mm-hmm. going to pull somebody over. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just kind of scary. Tough. It makes you wonder what was he going to do. Well, you know, there was a, a while back around here, there was a guy that was pulling people over that wasn't a cop and like soliciting women. Mm. You know, like, hey, I'll let you off the ticket that's if you, gross. you know, yeah. And he got found out real quick because people were like. Hey, 911, this officer is asking me to take my top off here to do a field sobriety test or whatever it was. And he got found out real quick. Hopefully he's still in prison. I hope so, yeah. A man posing as a police officer in Florida pulled over another driver this week, but the motorist turned out to be an actual sheriff's deputy. (laughs) Barry Hastings Jr. was arrested for impersonating an officer when he attempted to pull over an off-duty Lee County Sheriff's deputy, according to the Hillborough County Sheriff's Office. The deputy was driving on I-4 when a black Crown Victoria with white and amber lights pulled behind him with the emergency lights activated. Oh, yeah. The sheriff's office said. After the deputy pulled his vehicle to the shoulder, the sheriff's office said that Hastings 35 told him to slow down. When the deputy twice asked Hastings for his credentials, Hastings insisted that he was an officer and that his credentials were at the office, <laughs> according to the sheriff's office. Just left him at the office. <laughs> Which said that he offered to lead the deputy back to the station to get him. So okay. You really need to see my credentials and <laughs> right. follow me. We'll yeah, go you back follow to the me. Station. We'll go back to the office. If I was we'll that dude, I'd be like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's see what happens. Hastings fled when the deputy said that he would contact law enforcement and dial 911. Yep. So this is when keeping it real goes wrong, uh-huh. you know. But was stopped by Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputy when he exited the highway, officials said. The Hill, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office died. Man, my, this chair is squeaking like crazy, too, <laughs> yes. by the way. I'm you know sorry. what? I was going to bring some WD-40 this week. <laughs> sorry. And try to spray on And it, I'm like but... fidgety anyways. <laughs> it's not good. Good. A Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office said that a functional siren box and a light setup were found in his vehicle, as well as a CB radio, according to the Sheriff's Office, which said that no handcuffs or firearms were found. So Okay. You know, it's good. not kinky. <laughs> Amanda Granite, a spokeswoman for the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, told ABC News that Hastings bonded out of the Hillsborough County Jail early Friday. It was not immediately clear if Hastings had legal representation. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's going to get a public defender. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but, I mean... Yeah, I know, like, when you're watching the movie, sometimes somebody will pretend to be law enforcement right. because they're trying to... You know, get information about somebody right. or something, you know. Yeah. But to pull somebody over. That's bold. That's bold. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, well, like we were talking about a minute ago, what, what was yeah, he going to do? What was he, he going to do? And this wasn't, probably wasn't the first guy he's ever pulled over. You right. Know? You think he's like a dude that, like, applied for police academy and didn't get in, and he's <laughs> just like, you know, I'm out here helping society and telling people to slow down on my own. You it know? makes you wonder. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I remember years and years and years ago, I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, and we was watching the the nightly news. You know, this was this was still back when news was local. Yeah, you know, when, when you, news was important. When you'd watch it at morning, noon, right. and night. Yeah, and there was a local story about a, a police officer who had recently retired, but I guess you know he just couldn't. It still had the itch. Couldn't let it go. He had the itch. He had him an old radar gun, and he would pull up behind people, and he would you know. Radar their car, uh-huh. and then he would like honk his horn and yell at them, telling them <laughs> to slow down and showing them like the gun where they were going too fast. Right. And I don't, I have no idea if it's the guy, if it's the same guy, but there was one night we were downtown and I forget where we were going. We were going somewhere and it was a weeknight, so there wasn't a lot of traffic. It was late at night and we, we did a right on red and then we parked on the side of the road. 
And this guy, I have no idea who it was. He he wasn't dressed like a police officer, or right. he, and he wasn't in a, a uniform, you know, officer's uniform. But he pulled up beside us, and he rolled down his window. And he's like, "What do you think you're doing?" And I was like, uh, "We're just walking." And he said, "You did. You pulled a one to three back there." And I was like, "Well, okay, what's a one to three? And he said, "You did a one to three, and that's illegal." And I was like, "Well, I'm sorry. I'll try not to do it again." Right. It would help if you tell me what it, what that is. Well, I'd have been like, is anything like a six to midnight? <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> or a six to nine? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. But anyway, uh, he just he yelled at us about pulling one to three, whatever that is, and he drove off. Well, see, you're going this way, and then you went this way. So, like, if you're looking at a clock, you know, I guess yeah. straight ahead. Well, straight ahead would be twelve. But you can. And you turn, take a ninety degree, you can turn be, right on yeah. red, can't you? And, there, I guess. and we were like the only one of the only few cars on the road. <laughs> wow! But he drove off, and I've always it's always been in the back of my head. I bet that was the same dude. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I got yelled out for running a red light one time <laughs> by somebody who wasn't in uniform. I don't know if it's a cop, but he looked like a cop. You know, <laughs> I right. like had the cop haircut and all and that chip on his shoulder. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and and it was downtown Tuscaloosa, like at one o'clock one night. Yeah. And I was leaving the shop, and I was going. And uh, across University Boulevard, there's a red light. There's absolutely no cars at all. So I pull mm-hmm. up like a four-way stop and just go. Next thing you know, I don't know where the guy was. He like whips in behind me and whips around. We're almost by the parking deck that's downtown. Mm-hmm. And he like hollers and I roll down my window and he's like, you can't run a red light, right? You know, and I'm like, okay, sorry, buddy. And I hung a right on like Seventh Street, went on out, went home, you know. Like, yeah. But I ain't trying to get involved with all this. I'm just going home or whatever it was. You know, it's really a shame because I understand that police officers, the reason many, not all, yeah. but the reason a lot of police officers are super authoritarian and right. super, you know, strict with folks is because they're dealing with oh, yeah. horrible people yeah. every single day. Right. And it's just, it's a shame that, you know, we can't come together. Right. You well, know? as a friend of mine told me who's a police, well, he's a game warden now, but he was a police mm-hmm. officer at the time because I was like, look, man, what can't you do is just to be nicer. You know, I was just like, because, with him. Well, the reason is because nobody is nice well, to them. He said that's yeah. part of that. And he said also, he's like, we have to have control of the situation from the beginning, you know, and so we have to establish dominance or whatever. I'm like, hey, man, I'm not a dog, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, all you got to do is just be like, hey, sir, let me see your driver's license or whatever. And he's like, well, that's just how we're trained to do it, you know, to take control because you never know who you're dealing with and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's cool, man. But, Chances are, you know, a married 43-year-old, 42-year-old guy in a Toyota Avalon is not going to try to run from you, you know. I've got a lot on the plate here. I don't need to lose. I don't know. Maybe you haven't watched enough cops. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. There's a really great movie called Run, Ronnie, Run. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh, man. It's so funny. It's about a guy who just makes it his life's purpose to get on cops. You should watch it. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Okay. All right, so moving on to my last story. It comes out of Florida, and this is kind of a feel-good story. Oh, good. Yeah, we've we've had kind of a downer show. Thanks to Todd for sending this to me. Uh, Florida man finds shark tooth in foot 25 years after an attack. Wow. You Jeff, think that would have popped up in a, uh, an, an x-ray? x-ray or something? <laughs> yeah. Jeff Weekly was surfing at Flagler Beach in Florida in 1994 when he was bitten in the foot by a shark. Now he knows what kind of shark bit him, thanks to a tooth fragment he pulled from his foot more than two decades after the attack. Weekly was surfing with some friends in college when he felt something bite his foot. He saw he was bleeding, and he went to the hospital where he received 20 stitches. I didn't see the shark, but doctors were sure it was a shark bite. I went into the database as one of the statistics, he said. Hmm. He said he suffered no major damage to his foot. But in 2018, Weekly started running and noticed a blister appear on his foot, and he started picking at it and discovered it had a hard edge. Oh. Oh, yeah. I pulled on it, and it came out, and immediately I knew what it was, said Weekly, who lives in Jensen Beach, Florida now. Right around the time he discovered the tooth, he had read an article about a research team at the University of Florida who had used DNA from a tooth to discover what kind of shark bit a boy in New York. Weekly decided if he could get the answer to his attack's greatest mystery, what kind of shark bit him. 
He contacted the media relations department at the Florida Program for Shark Research at the Florida Museum of Natural History. Very lengthy name. I would like for them to shorten that up a little bit. It's <laughs> tough to get that on a business card. Right. Um, and he told them he had a tooth sample he wanted to submit for testing. He admits he was hesitant to give the tooth to the researchers for fear that he may that maybe he and the doctors had been wrong. Up until that point, I was a statistic, a shark attack survivor. But what if I could be? What if it could be a mackerel attack? He said. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel! Yeah, right. Uh, the scientists soaked the tooth to remove contaminants and extracted the DNA according to their published findings. Then they compared the genetics to their database and they got a match. A few weeks ago, Weekly received the results. His attacker. It was a black tip shark, a common culprit behind shark bites in Florida. Researchers were surprised that they were able to extract DNA from the fragment given the amount of time the tooth was embedded in Weekly's foot. I had put our odds of success at slim to none, Gavin Naylor, who is the director of the program, said. Weekly, who still surfs, said he's happy he found an answer to one of life's to one of his life's mysteries. Anything that helps understand our natural world is worth it. I'm happy to make a, contr- a contribution, he said. The end. Hmm. So, after all these years, he found out what kind of shark bit him, which is kind of cool. But you would think, <laughs> yeah. And like I was discussing this with Todd, I was like, you would think you would notice, like over time, like, hey, I've got something in my foot here, right. you know. But like Todd said, he's still got you know graphite and stuff, and I got I got graphite in me in my leg here and right by my eye, you know, it doesn't yeah, bother yeah. me at all. But that's not a shark tooth, so I was about to say a shark tooth is different from like a little sliver of metal that yeah, you get right. in shop glass or something. True, right. Man, and I used to have some rocks in my hands, but they've all came out over time from a bike wreck one right. time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just got all up in there. You know, I didn't go to the doctor. Mom put like some mercurochrome on it or well, whatever. Well, that's what I do. Yeah. Healthcare is not cheap. No, not <laughs> if at I all. can avoid a doctor's visit, not at I'm all. Gonna do it. Don't get me started on healthcare again. <laughs> all right. I might say some bad words, <laughs> according to one listener. Okay. Yes. A fellow podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to do a whole expose on me using a bad word that I didn't use. <laughs> <laughs> and John's going to be hollering fake news the whole time. Oh, yeah. Well, what I would like to do, and I don't know, and this is just a little, like Kevin will be the only person who gets this, <laughs> is I would like to just come over to his house and say the F word in every accent I can. You know, and let him have that as a comparable. As a control? Yeah, as experiment. a control for the thing, because he doesn't know how I say it. He only knows how I th- he thinks I say it, right? Yeah. 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 So that's what I may have to do is just go over one day and drop off about 50 F-bombs, let him record them all, and then he can compare. And also you'll be getting it out of your system. Yeah, well, yeah, right, right. <laughs> He goes just when I'm mad one day about something, <laughs> just turn on the mic, and let me rant. <laughs> oh man! Well, do we have any problems this week? I have no problems <laughs> other than my van breaking down. Okay. Yeah, no real problems. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about our friends over at Cajun Curl. We want to thank them because they're our sponsor, our original sponsor, a number one sponsor. And we really are sponsored. That's right. We really are. Not like all these fake influencers yeah, that claim to be sponsored That's so they right. get a free $4 ice cream That's in LA. Right. Yes, we can't even tell you the benefits we get from the Cajun Curl <laughs> Empire. Yes. <laughs> Because, I mean, it is numbered into many. We've both got a hat, all right? Yeah. I don't want to brag, but we've both got a hat. I've gotten two meals. Oh, yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, I got a meal, too. I at least got one meal. Well, no, we went over Eight there and ate. Yeah. yeah, we went over there and ate. Oh, so. yeah, two meals. That's nice. right. Nice, Yes. Yeah. So we want to thank Cajun Curl, their world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for all of their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, 
especially French fries and anything else you can think of putting it on. Their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And we all want to flex on our neighbors. I'm in a new neighborhood. <laughs> I'm about to whip up a batch and invite everybody over. And I'm like, oh, you don't make your own Cajun curl potato chip? Oh, wow, how sad for you. This is a Cajun thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, you wouldn't understand because I'm Cajun. <laughs> and let me tell you, the homemade chips and Cajun curl with Cajun curl will change your life. And that's no joke for real. They are they really, really are great. I mean, no joke. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you can also find recipes that are mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer on there or order your own spice. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels on Skyland, March Martin Northport, South Finest Meat, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use their promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. Okay, this isn't part of the ad, but just out of curiosity, have you ever heard of an air fryer? Yes, I have. My mother in law has one. How do they work? No idea. Can you make Cajun curls with an air fryer? I would imagine you probably could. I mean, you could put Cajun curl on anything. You can, but I wonder, I mean, I don't expect them to taste as good as, you know, your regular old deep fried Cajun curls. No. Well, I think, yeah, the air fryer is supposed to be more healthy. Well, it's supposed to be more healthy, but I'm, to be honest with you, I mean, come on. Let's not kid anybody. I'm coming at this from the, it's easier. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all about the taste. Like, if it tastes good, I'm (laughs) down with it. I don't care if it's healthy or not. But as far as using an air fryer, it's just, yeah. Seems like it would be easier. You don't have as much no cleanup. Grease you don't and all have that. grease that you have to mess yeah. with and stuff. True. Maybe I need to try that out. I don't know. I don't I don't even know anything about the air fryer other than my mother in law wanted one and we got her one. Okay. You've never had any Yeah, I think I've fried? had some stuff out of it. But okay. I don't I don't know. It's, isn't it basically like you, you cook your food with a hair dryer or something like well, that? Well, so I kind of think it's like a microwave. They just remarketed it as an air fryer. Yeah. Well, it's not using microwaves. It's using hot air yeah, to cook right. food. Yeah. I think. For much the same difference to me. You know? That's a microwave to me. <laughs> we ain't got to get technical with it. Well, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, you can use I'm just going to go ahead and go on record. You can use Cajun Curl with your air fryer. Absolutely, we might have to. uh, We like clog up air fryers all over America. (laughs) We may need to experiment with this in the Cajun Curl Labs. Oh yeah, R and D department. Yes, right. I'm sure it's available. I'm sure you can do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we have several reviews, but we I've picked out this one. One of the best reviews we've gotten in a long, long time, and we love them all. Right. But somebody really took some time. Okay. To, to write this. Good. It is from Canada. Okay. So they are very, they tend our, to be a very polite people. Yes. So. Our lovely neighbors to the north. Yes. This review is five stars. All right. And the title is Best Podcast Ever. Nice. There is just so much to love about this podcast. I love everything from start to finish. I love the galloping and braying horses at the beginning of each episode, which then transitions into this pounding, energetic, heavy metal intro music. Love it. And that's just the beginning. Literally, that's how our podcast starts that's off. Right. You know, very <laughs> pounding is a great way to put it. <laughs> yes. I want to adjust the volume down a little bit. <laughs> then the real fun begins when John and Tiny start talking. John and Tiny read odd news stories from around the world, which are always interesting and amusing. Then these funny and lighthearted fellows comment and crack jokes after each story. John is a natural-born comedian, and Tiny has the most contagious laughter. I listen to very serious podcasts about the Bible, about true crime, and fringe topics, and this is the only lighthearted, funny podcast I listen to, and they have me cracking up every time I listen to them. Thank you so much. 
John and Tiny for teaching his fellow Christian that it, it is okay to laugh and be lighthearted at times. <laughs> I also love hearing about your families and what is new with all of you. It brings an intimacy to your podcast, and that is refreshing and appreciated. I love your community news segment, and I love your new segment, 99 Problems. Okay. <laughs> Drop the ball a little bit on that one. It's coming back, we promise. <laughs> Hilarious. I will endeavor to come up with a top 10 list of my pet peeves and we'll call it in so you can play it. I am your biggest fan, guys, and I really mean that. Not like John, who is the biggest fan of just about everything. That's right. <laughs> LOL. I've listened to every one of your podcasts. And oh, I look bless forward, your heart. I know. And I look forward to the new episode each week. One thing that always cracks me up, and which I have now adopted as my own, is when one of you guys really messes up a name and the other guy says, nailed it. Way too funny. <laughs> By the way, this podcast comes from Clarence 230, I think. Clarence. Clarence? <laughs> I was expecting you to say, nailed it. Oh, no, yeah, nailed it. Oh, man, that would have been good. <laughs> we need to go back. There. We should do that again unless you edit it. By the way, this podcast comes from. Clarence 230, I think. Nailed it. <laughs> Way too funny. Do that again. Okay. And one last thing, as I think this comment is too long for most folks' short attention spans, I love your commercials for Cajun Curl. Amen. Who knew? All right. That's great. <laughs> I just assumed everybody forwarded through that. <laughs> nah. We don't want a squirrel to hear that squirrel. Nobody fast forwards through your ads. Come on. I do such a good job with it. <laughs> This week, you guys toyed with the idea of recording the ad for Cajun Curl. Please don't do that. Okay. I remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I love John's personal add-ons to the ad spot every week. I tell my friends about it because it is just so funny. It's great on fruitcake, one of my favorites. That's right, it is. <laughs> you guys convinced me to try Cajun Curl, so I bought three containers. Boom. Boom. There you go. I kept one, and I gave the other two to my two best friends. How about that? That, that is a friend yes, you want to have right that's there. Right. It's going to give you Cajun Curl. I hope you heard that part, Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He bought three. That's right, and three. Then he, and then he, he went out and advertised for that's you. That's right. Trying man. to get some more people on board. That's right. The first time we used it on chicken and then grilled it up, and I was like, that's the sound of angels singing. That's right. Well, hey, I mean, I want to bring up that Cajuns were kicked out of Canada, by the way. That's why they ended up in Louisiana. So that's great. All right. Yes. Dudes, it was the first time I ate the whole piece of chicken without needing barbecue sauce to dip it in. No uh -huh. lie. There you go. It really is that good. So to sum it up, you guys rock. Don't change a thing because you are nailing this podcast thing. Love you both. Blessings and peace, brothers. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. This just, I mean, I read this. And I made just, my head get big. I was about to say. That's not sexual, by the way. It sounds dirty, <laughs> but it's not. Okay. Yes. Sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> Yes, but you know we uh, we believe that you know God gave us a sense of humor for Absolutely. a reason, right? Look at the platypus. I mean, he's got a sense of humor, <laughs> yes. right? Everybody knows that. Did you know that some species of lizards have two penises? No, for real. So, oh golly, how do they get anything done? There <laughs> you go. Get it again. <laughs> And we think we like to laugh. We hope we can bring a little bit of that to everybody yeah. else who listens to this. And we realize that there are other podcasts out there that are, you know, people are probably funnier and yeah. they probably have better sound quality to nah. their podcast. They're no. not podcasting in a storage room <laughs> in the attic of their church. <laughs> but we do appreciate We're looking at a new studio location, by the way. We're, in, in a closet. Yeah. As soon as my wife gets her closet cleaned out, we're going to move into there. <laughs> There'll be a short period where before Deidre takes over that closet as well. Right. <laughs> or yes. Libby grows up and starts putting what? stuff in there. We'll, we'll have excellent sound quality. What's going to happen is we're going to be recorded and everyone's going to be like, hey, I need to get dressed. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all about done? I need to get dressed. <laughs> and John's like, Dad's in the closet, okay? <laughs> right. Just give me a break. That's a the 2019 Dad's in a closet. That's not kind of a crazy thing to say. <laughs> oh well anyway thank you again so much for the kind words yeah for and real and we man, thank you for yeah. telling your friends about us right. and we thank you for you know telling your friends about cajun curl right that's, that's awesome so far 
like uh, you're Canadian listener number one, you Absolutely. know, like top of the list. And we're dependent on you to be like our Canadian PR department. <laughs> our and, ambassador. Yeah, our ambassador, right. Just like Sadie in Britain. Uh-huh. And, um, oh, man, I can't remember their name in New Zealand. Oh, man, <laughs> I really dropped the ball on this. <laughs> We're, we're asking you to spread the earth oddity gospel. Yes, That's we all. need you to take our message to the great white north. That's right. Yeah, go ye therefore <laughs> and force people to download our uh, <laughs> podcast, baptizing them in southern bread humor in the yes. name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> well. I, is that blasphemy? That wasn't blasphemy. I didn't blaspheme. That's just a joke. <laughs> A perverted scripture. I'm right up there with Olstein. Maybe I'll make a million dollars soon. You're not the first one. That's right. Maybe maybe me and Olstein will get on a private jet together. Well, you know, we need that private jet. That's right. Such a good price. It's a sin not to buy it. That's right. It's just forcing me to buy it at this price. (laughs) Well, anyway. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio. Podbean for the old schoolers. <laughs> old school, you get yeah. us on Podbean app. That's right. We thank you so much. If you would like to write into the show, you can write into us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. Send us your problems. <laughs> yes, yeah, send us your problems. That's right. We need, look, we need some material. <laughs> I ran through all of mine, and I've gotten really busy here lately. <laughs> You can tweet at us. We're on Twitter. Yep. We are at underscore Earth Oddity. Mm-hmm. Do you like to look at pictures? Sometimes we post yep. pictures. That's right. You can look at those pictures, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. And if all of that fails, you can leave us a voicemail. That's right. What's that number, John? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. Call now. Operators are standing by. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.